0: WDBM East Lansing.
1: Welcome to Impact exposure. Exposure, exposure. exposure is 88.9 The Impact, one hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure.
2: Thank you for joining us for a bit of a late start on the show tonight. Uh, in a little while, we'll be speaking with some folks from the uh, Greater Lansing Area Clean Cities Project, as well as uh, Spartan Remix, which uh, is a great series of uh, events that will be taking place later on this summer here at uh, on MSU's campus. But uh, before we get to any of that, of course, we're sitting down with uh, Angela Mabin. Is that, am I saying it correctly? That's right. All right, She's here from uh, City Visa Lansing to talk about the Pack Up, Pitch In, and Help Out program. Thanks so much for coming by.
3: You're welcome, Wes. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: So now go ahead and give, a, give us an idea of what the Pack up, pitch in, help out program is
3: okay. Um, well, MSU students are all familiar uh, when they live on campus with pack up, pitch in during student move out time. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is moving the event off campus and into the city this year. We've been working in cooperation with Michigan State and making this happen for the first time.
2: Excellent. So now, so what is the the, the goal of the program then?
3: Well, it's an event to help off campus MSU students recycle or donate their unwanted items to local charities during move-out time.
2: Excellent. So now what what sort of uh, materials would this include?
3: Well, the items that can be dropped off include clothing, shoes, non-perishable food, electronic waste, carpeting, and uh, couches. Now, if couches are usable, there won't uh, be a fee associated with it. But if couches uh, aren't usable, then um, instead of the usual price the city would charge to dispose of it, we'll be doing it at half the cost. Oh, for terrific!
2: Students. That's a great deal then. Yeah, I mean it certainly beats you seeing those eyesores on the side of the road sometimes that we see.
3: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. and especially if it's usable, it's it's great to donate it to a local charity. Certainly. Certainly. We'll see that a, a family in need will receive it.
2: Yeah, it's the best thing of all. Now, I mean, does that, does that also go for the other uh, things that people can donate clothing and shoes? Do those also go to, to area charities?
3: Yes, that's right. Um, clothing, um, we're asking that it be clean and in usable uh, condition, nothing torn or stained. But the clothing donations will go to local Volunteers of America and to Teen Challenge.
2: Excellent. So now, what what is Teen Challenge? In the case of um, that? That's
3: uh, a group of um, teens who uh, work with a lot of local faith, uh, faith-based organizations, and also um, with with um, a lot of schools, and they provide. Um, donations uh, to those in need.
2: I see. Now you mentioned uh, electronic waste as well. Uh, What what sort of things would this include? I mean, is this just batteries or is it more to it? Well,
3: actually, electronic waste would be anything with a battery or a cord is considered uh, Hmm. e-waste. And they often contain... uh, Heavy metals and other hazardous materials. So it's pro- it's uh, important to see that those get properly recycled and uh, don't get placed in the landfill.
2: Absolutely, I was I keep reading, about you know, news articles about mercury and you know things like that kind of leaching in. So it's uh, definitely a great thing to to start recycling more of. I think
3: that's right.
2: Yeah. So now uh, now uh, this is uh, going on all throughout the city. Is there certain places that people can go to to donate these?
3: Yes, the event will be. Um, held uh, this coming Thursday, May 1st, from 10 to 7, and this Friday, May 2nd, from 10 to 7. And it'll be held at the East Lansing Hannah Community Center on 819 Abbott Road. It's at the intersection of uh, Albert, Excuse me, of Abbott and Burcham, uh in East Lansing on the north side of the building. There's an overflow parking lot there where we'll have everything set up and make it easy and convenient for uh, all MSU students who live in the city to drop off their items to be recycled.
2: Well, someone who recently moved, the uh, the convenience factor is definitely uh, definitely nice. <laughs>
3: yes, we guarantee we'll get you in and out quickly because uh, we we understand that. Um, students have a lot of uh, responsibilities and a lot of places to be this time of year.
2: Absolutely. So now, uh, this is only for for MSU students, right? This isn't for just people who happen to live in the East Lansing area?
3: That's correct, Wes. This event is for um, MSU students who live in the city of East Lansing. And we will be uh, asking for IDs. So do bring your student ID with you um, this Thursday or Friday at the Hannah Center. Um, You'll have to have your ID. ID to participate. Now, um, for uh, East Lansing residents who want to recycle items, we hold an event um, at the end of May on May 31st, which is called Project Pride. So that'll be an opportunity for East Lansing residents to uh, recycle their unwanted items at that time. This event is only for MSU students living in East Lansing.
2: And the East Lansing Citizen Project Pride program, is that uh, that, uh, set up in the same way that uh, Pack and Pitch In Help Out
3: is? Yes, it is, Um, except it's on a larger scale and we accept more items. Since this is the first year of Pack Up, Pitch In, Help Out, we thought we'd start out small. Um, see the type of participation we we receive. And then um, if we receive uh, good participation from students, then we would hope to expand it next year as well.
2: Certainly. Now, is this at all inspired? I know the, the Housing and Food Services Department here on campus has a similar program for people who live in the, the residence halls. Is this uh, sort of based on that, that same philosophy?
3: Yes, it is. And we, we have met with them consistently through January. And um, so it's... The idea of just uh, uh, moving what students have come to know on campus, uh, just moving it off campus and into the city.
2: I see. I see. And so now uh, what, what sort of got this whole thing started? I mean, uh, you said it's the first year that the city's done this. Of course, MSU has done this for, for some time. Uh, what, what kind of got the ball rolling on this?
3: Um, We've been working collaboratively, of course, with the university on a number of projects, and we were just uh, brainstorming as to what kind of projects that we could work together uh, on the university and the city that would benefit students, and this is one that we came up with. It's done at a lot of Big Ten universities, and um, so we thought it was time for MSU and East Lansing to work together on it as well.
2: Absolutely. Well, now, are are you... What kind of uh, numbers are you expecting? I mean, I'm I'm sure it's kind of hard to know with a first time doing it and all. uh,
3: Yes. Well, we have, um, we really don't have any idea. And the event, of course, will be weather dependent. And um, so the event will be held, rain or shine. Um, So even if it is raining, we're encouraging um, students who live in East Lansing um, to still come and drop off their items. But Gee, I don't have any <laughs> expectation of numbers. We're able to handle it all, though.
2: Terrific. Yeah, uh, does we're this, geared up for it. Now, I've got some friends who go to school here, but also live in, in Lansing. Is this appropriate for them, or is there something set up in the city of Lansing? Maybe they should contact uh, that the city there and get in touch with them?
3: Yes, this <clears> is for uh, MSU students who live in East Lansing.
2: I see. Okay, so, just, just, so only if you live in East Lansing, MSU student, come on by. Otherwise check where check where you're living to that's find right. out okay yeah. so just to recap uh, the things you can bring by you can bring by any kind of used clothing that's that's still in in good condition clean and used uh, is fine uh shoes uh, any kind of couches and sofas, uh, you know, u- usable or maybe not so usable, uh, as well as non-perishable food, electronic waste, which is, like you said, anything that takes batteries or has a cord, and, uh, any kind of carpets or rugs will be, uh, taken as well. Is that, is that safe to say?
3: That is. And let me elaborate also a little on the non-perishable food, because, um, you know that a lot of students are cleaning out their cupboards, um, when they're, uh, getting ready to, to move out. Um, that we're accepting canned or dried uh, food items, and all of those food donations will go to the Haven House here in East Lansing. So um, it's an opportunity to c- clean out your cupboards and also um, to give food donations right here to East, to East Lansing's Haven House, um, who who will use them for and those so when, in need. And so, what
2: what sort of group is Haven House? That uh, local charity in, in East Lansing?
3: Yes, that's right. They're a local charity, and they're located uh, on Abbott Road as okay. well.
2: Terrific. All right. So then, that's that's again, that's uh, any kind of canned or dry. So we're talking soups and, and cereals, uh, that sort of
3: thing. That's right. Okay. Uh huh.
2: Terrific. Well, uh, I want to thank you so much for coming by, and of course, uh, if you need more information, uh, I guess the the city's website is a great way to start.
3: Yeah, that's that's right. And um, also, if I could add, sure. Wes, that yeah. we're um, still in need oh. of some student volunteers to uh, man the site on Thursday, uh, May 1st and Friday, May 2nd. We especially um, could use some students Friday, May 2nd from 2 o'clock in the afternoon to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if you're done with finals (laughs) and have some extra time, we could use the help. If you'd like to volunteer um, on either day, Thursday or Friday, you can... uh, Contact me. Uh, my name again is Angela Maben with the City of East Lansing, and my phone number is three three seven nine four five nine. Or you could email Rochelle Woodbury with Michigan State, and um, her email address is w o o d b u two five at m s u dot edu.
2: Well, terrific.
3: So that would be great if uh, if anyone has some time to volunteer.
2: Certainly, it's a great thing to get involved with. I mean, uh, I know how chaotic a whole move you know, move in and out of a a major you know city like or college town I should say like uh, like East Lansing can be. So that's definitely a great thing to get involved with.
3: It is, and we encourage uh, all MSU students living in East Lansing to come by on Thursday and Friday this week and. Uh, drop off the items that can be recycled and reused here in in the East Lansing area.
2: Sure. And in case you're moving out, it's a great way to sort of give back to volunteers as well. So, uh, again, uh, more info available on uh, cityofeastlansing.com. And, uh, of course, the numbers that she gave out, uh, Angela's number at uh, 337-9459. Thanks so much uh, for coming by and telling us all about uh, Pack Up, Pitch In, and Help Out.
3: Thank you, Wes. It's been a pleasure.
2: Certainly. And well, we're going to take a short break here at uh, Impact Exposure, and we'll be back with more in just a moment.
3: You're listening
1: to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of
2: being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the
4: field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station.
1: For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
2: Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we
4: play
1: here on the Impact.
5: Only on Impact Primetime.
1: Listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to Exposure. Uh, and you're
2: back with more impact exposure. We were just sitting down a moment ago with uh, Angela Mabin from the City of East Lansing to talk about uh, their, uh, their their large moving recycling program entitled Pack Up, Pitch In, Help Out. In case you missed any of that, more information on that available at uh, cityofeastlansing.com or by calling 517-337-9459. Moving right along, we're sitting down with uh, uh, a group from uh, Spartan Remix. Uh, thanks so much, for, guys, for coming in.
4: Thank you.
2: So now go to go nice. ahead and, let's go in real quick around the table and just kind of give everybody's names real quick and... Introduce yourselves.
4: (laughs) Hi, now my name is Robert Copeland. Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Brent Billadieu. My
6: name is Dara Shaw.
2: All right. Well, great. So now uh, Spartan Remix. It's something I'm not entirely familiar with. Uh, Maybe someone could give an idea about uh, what. uh, (laughs) Yeah, you're you're pointing fingers now, but uh, (laughs) but uh, you know, just kind of give us an idea what Spartan Remix is. Um,
6: Spartan Remix is a. it's i mean the first name was the unified welcome week reception committee Mm -hmm. because what they've done is every year for welcome week every core group on campus has a different welcome week reception committee like welcome week reception so what the ocad board has decided to do is they put all of them together so that their students would have more of an option they're Mm -hmm. not limited to go only to the one that they identify with to an extent i mean you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but Mm -hmm. so they can go to different ones more exposed it's more of a cultural variety i guess i see and we wanted the basic idea in all our minds was we wanted to make sure that they would not forget that oh the biggest thing coming in is they're all spartans sure you know it's michigan state is also the first thing that we have to offer so
2: sure sure so uh, more of an identity there than yeah something else but uh, so now what, what sort of groups are coming together on
0: this one then um for those groups we have uh bsa which is the black student alliance mm-hmm. crew Cultures Day, razas unite us uh we have naso native american indigenous student organization mm-hmm. And also we have APASO, Asian Pacific American Student Organization. We have ISA, the International Student uh, Association, as well as the Office of LBGT uh, concerns. So, um, so those are the groups that are coming together for this program.
2: Excellent. So you just kind of get everyone under the same umbrella, basically. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and then what, what, so what kind of spurred this on? Like, I, I mean, we had all these, all these separate welcome weeks to begin with. What kind of brought this all under the same umbrella? It,
4: it sounds like it's my turn <laughs> I think that, you know, when we when we talk to students I'm a staff member here at Michigan State and when we talk to students, though students really like the idea of being able to go to their own reception focused on their own cultural identity mm-hmm. sure. and experience. Students really talked about wanting to create an environment that would continue to do that but would allow I mean, our word really is mixing. Mm-hmm. That would really allow an opportunity for students from all of these groups to come together in a way that they've never come together before at Michigan State University. And this event seemed the ideal opportunity to do that.
2: Excellent. So, so what sort of things can people expect from from this event? I mean, I mean, we've, we're bringing a lot of different yeah. folks together. Like, what, I mean, what what are we going to see?
6: Um, I think the basic breakdown of the event is going to be: there's a reception committee, which is just the start of it. Event is kicked off with that, where you have all the groups performing like 10 minute items mm. and they'll showcase probably a dance or a fashion or I don't know. I mean, different, they're just different things. Everyone is doing, are you doing your libations there? I'm yes. not sure. So and also
0: dance groups, things. That, exactly. Like Everyone, that. Whatever,
6: whatever is the most important thing to each core group, they're all going to be doing it there just to showcase the talent. Oh, cool. And then we break down into separate rooms, separate groups, and then people can go wherever they're interested, get more information about whatever group.
2: Well, the groups of activities going on themselves too. So, excellent. So uh, now we've got uh, you, you mentioned the BSA crew, NASA, We got a lot of different stuff going on. I mean, has anyone kind of leaked what they're going to be, what they're going to be showing off, or is this all kind of uh, no, tightly it's, under wraps? <laughs> no, it's
0: kind it's of <laughs> open. It's yeah, not we kept it okay. amongst us, but it'll okay. be a surprise for everyone when they get there. Oh, the I seat. see. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But expect
6: it to be a lot of fun and entertaining. Yeah, yeah, The
4: basic yeah. idea. My guess is that if you get back to us over the summer, we'll have more to share as okay. it I, mean, I, see. I think that we're I think that this is going to be evolving and sort of unveiling as we move.
2: Sure, sort of a work so, in progress yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Very cool. Uh, and, and the reception from all the different groups has been pretty positive so far?
4: Yes, we
0: have really good turnouts at uh, all the welcome receptions. Students come from different organizations and their groups to support their own um, different cultures or whoever they identify with. Mm-hmm. So we felt that this would be something good to bring students all together. Excellent. So that's why we feel this would be really good.
2: And so, uh, what what sort of uh, I mean, obviously it's during the the beginning of of Welcome Week uh, for 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 the following year. That's safe to say. Mm-hmm. All right. Correct. So now I remember reading that uh, Welcome Week will be shortened a bit. Is that going to affect your what you guys are working
0: with or? No, oh, because this is actually the week after Welcome Week. Oh, it is. So oh, okay. this will be the first week of classes. Oh, um, terrific. What it the first week? Uh, yeah, be August the 28th of August.
2: Yes. 28th of August. Okay, mm-hmm. terrific. And uh, any idea on where this is at yet? Or it's,
6: No, it's at the Union. We know that oh, okay. it's at the Union. It's going to start at 7 o'clock. Okay. And we have a dance planned after that. So the mm-hmm. main event goes from 7 to 10. Mm-hmm. And then we have a dance that should go on until 2. Hopefully. Oh, okay. Terrific.
2: And uh, the same, same groups uh, all involved with, with both halves of it? Yes, one? pretty much. Very cool. Uh, so now... I mean, obviously, you know you got reception from students for, uh, for going in on this uh, was there was there prompting from the individual groups too saying you know we'd like to be we'd like to sort of mingle and, and like you said, mix or was this uh, something that you you brought to their to their table? I
4: mean, my sense from talking to students is that students really wanted to create an opportunity to experience the other cultural groups, the mm-hmm. mixing and the remixing, sure, and to sure. discover ways that they could be together that they hadn't been together before, and you know, again, mm-hmm. I think that this is this really seemed to be an ideal opportunity to create that kind of space.
2: Absolutely. So you know, now you've got uh, from seven to ten. You mentioned you've got all the the different sort right. of the showcase, the cream right. of the crop of, right. of each. Um, I mean, is there a way for people if if you know you see you know perhaps you can identify with more than one group? You see you know what you like what they've got to offer. Will they have something set up to where, you know, I want to learn more about them, I can go check that out, or or how does that work?
6: Yeah, that was pretty much the idea behind this, Mm -hmm. which is why we got it all together, because there's so many people who identify with more than one. Mm -hmm. I think that's also the reason why we stayed away from calling it a cultural event, because there's so many people who are like, oh, I don't identify with something cultural, but they would like to check it out. Mm -hmm. So people can go from room to room, meet other people. Like, go to something they're completely not interested in, but still see what it's about, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's not only freshmen. It's for everyone coming back, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Very cool. So, yeah, definitely a good way to start up the new year and, and oh, check, yeah. check out some new things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, does each, does each group have a different room? I mean, do they get the whole room themselves, or is it kind of broken yes. up?
0: It will be separate breakout rooms for each group from that 8 to 10 o'clock time span. So there'll be just really informal things going on, games, music, things like that, so students feel comfortable and welcome into coming to the rooms, and they can go to go back and forth with no problems. So.
2: Very cool. Now, I, I, any kind of cultural event, uh, I'm always uh, most interested in the food. Is that gonna be an option too?
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. We've spent a lot of time talking about food, and where we are at is that we've asked each of the groups to share responsibility for helping to design the menu. Oh. And so there'll be cultural foods. From all of the groups represented in a kind of a the big cafeteria area in in the basement, mm-hmm. um, we think people are going to have a great time. and Absolutely. we think people are going to like the food a lot.
2: Oh, I I, I guarantee it. I'm always, more, I'm, always <laughs> not that I'm never open to new cultures, but I'm always more I'm open, open when I have an interest in I can definitely understand that. Uh, so you've got you know you said you mentioned the dance. There's there's sort of a, a showcase. I mean, and the food as well. Is there other things that you know, kind of enticing people with in this event?
6: We're kind of playing around with a lot of ideas. Now we want to get like. I think a couple of things that we've thought about is like having card games, having maybe like learning belly dancing or salsa, or just just want anything to get people involved in it, to get people to think about the culture or anything that people find enticing about their own culture, if mm-hmm. that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you might learn something new you didn't exactly. know about your own culture. That's, exactly. that's yeah, that's so. a great idea. Uh, well, I mean, that w- so you mentioned the mixing. I mean, is that the is that the sort of the, the biggest thing, the top of the list you're kind of hoping people will get out of this? I mean, uh, you know, you show up and you maybe learn something. You mentioned about about your own culture, maybe something about other cultures? What, what would sort of rank highest on your list? I
0: would say the mixing is definitely yeah. really huge with us because we just really want students just to feel welcome to the university as a whole because yeah. we know this is a really diverse institution and that if you're stuck inside your own box, you won't really get the full Spartan experience. So that's why we really want students to be able to experience other cultures outside of just their own so they really get that full
4: that full experience.
2: Yeah. Is that safe to say for you guys as well? I mean, uh, I think you're hoping that, they, that folks get out of this the most. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. I think Robert said it really well. All right. <laughs> I, I thought that <laughs> well, was go. beautifully said. <laughs> well, terrific. So, uh,
2: of course, it's a Spartan Remix. Where, where can folks go to get more information? So, I mean, obviously you mentioned it's a work in progress. Where, where would you direct them to get more info on everything?
4: Well, there is a website. Oh, that, of course I mean, there is. is. In a fledgling, <laughs> it's a fledgling, at a fledgling stage, but it is alive, okay. and it is www.spartanremix.msu.edu. Um, date, time, location, there are currently connections to all the groups there, so people already at the gate on the website can use as an opportunity to learn more about each of the groups that are represented.
2: Excellent. And if there's a group out there that hasn't been included yet, they want to get involved, same place?
4: Same yeah. place to go? Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Sure. Yeah. All
2: right. Well, terrific. Well, uh, thank you so much, you guys, for coming by and telling us all about it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Us. Thanks for having us. You bet. All right. We'll be, we're going to take another break here on Impact Exposure, and we'll be back with more in just a moment.
1: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact.
2: For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate.
1: People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't.
2: Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council.
1: For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
2: Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, The Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and
1: grassroots music.
5: Only on Impact. Run. Run. Run.
1: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to Exposure.
2: We're back with more exposure. Uh, we were just sitting down a moment ago uh, talking about Spartan Remix, uh, sort of the the new umbrella for uh, the, the post-Welcome Week festivities for different cultural groups on campus. Still a work in progress, but definitely a lot to look forward to. That's, of course, going on August 28th over at the Union. Uh, basically everything going from 7 until 10. Then, of course, uh, 10 to 2 is the uh, the dance to follow. More information on that available, of course, online at uh, spartanremix.msu.edu as it comes along. Uh, wrapping up with our, our final uh, guest for the evening, we're sitting... Down with uh, Maggie, who's here from uh, Greater Lansing Area Clean Cities. Thanks so much for uh, coming by.
5: Thank you. Glad to be here.
2: Sure. So, now uh, go ahead and give, uh, give us an idea of what the Greater Lansing Area Clean Cities is all about.
5: Sure. Um, we are a local coalition of stakeholders, um, mainly organizations that have fleets of vehicles. The idea is to reduce our dependence on petroleum. Mm-hmm. Um, encourage use of alternative fuels, alter- alternative vehicles. Um, some of our main members are Lansing Board of Water and Light, MSU is a member, um, also Consumers Energy, oh, okay. City of Lansing. Um, so we encourage them, give them resources, information, and point them in the direction of funding when it's available to help them utilize different technologies and different fuels.
2: And so how long have you guys been at this uh, till now? The
5: organization has been around um, since... 1993 is when the Clean Cities program got started.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: In Lansing, it got designated in 2004.
2: Oh, okay. So still not, not entirely new, but yeah. uh, definitely had some time to sort of get things underway. Yeah. Uh, what what's, What sort of stuff have you seen accomplished since then?
5: Um, well, since I've been involved, which is just under a year, personally, mm-hmm. um, we've been able to increase membership, which is great. We've got 22 current members in the Lansing region, and... Um, they help us to get the message out. They also help to actually implement the use of these technologies. So a lot more folks involved and learning about these items. Yeah. And also we've been able to... Um, build that website that you mentioned during the break. Sure, so sure. Yeah, we're talking a- about how
2: how much great information is on there. It really is a lot of good, you know, useful stuff. I'm sure for, you know, just average folks like me, the folks that are involved with your group too.
5: Yeah, the goal is getting information out there to the public and fleets, fleet users. So, we want to make that as accessible as possible, whether mm-hmm. that's coming to one of our meetings, which we have quarterly, different events that we schedule, um, talking to me personally or our members or just getting information off the website. Sure. Now, I
3: Oh, I'm sorry. sorry no, yeah. yeah.
5: Also, nationally, there have there are about eighty, eighty six, I think, currently designated coalitions. So, since the Clean Cities program came to be in 1993, there have been a lot of accomplishments and getting more use and availability of alternative fuels and vehicles across the country.
2: That's terrific. Now, yeah. um, I remember uh, I, my, my my former school, when I was an undergrad, I uh, mm-hmm. went to the University of Washington, and I noticed that they had a lot of, um, like all their public transportation, the buses uh, ran a lot on uh, biodiesel. Is that one of the, the fuels that you're uh, looking to, to advance?
5: It is, yes. Um, biodiesel burns a lot cleaner than petroleum diesel mm-hmm. and can be used in standard diesel engines up to at least a 20% blend with petroleum petroleum diesel. Michigan State University, I mentioned as one of our members, Mm -hmm. they use biodiesel B20 in their heavy duty diesel vehicles. Oh, okay. So yeah, it really helps to reduce particulate pollution in the air that otherwise would come from diesel exhaust and also overall greenhouse gases.
2: Excellent. Now, of course, that's not the only fuel that you guys are are, are looking to advance. Uh, What are some of the other ones that are sort of on the table right now?
5: Um, The biofuels are a big one for us in the Midwest. Of course, production can happen here and there has been a lot of coverage of the, the best way to produce mm-hmm. bio, biofuels. Um, MSU has a great program with uh, Dr. Bruce Dale as one of the lead researchers on cellulosic ethanol. So ethanol would be one other example,
2: and that's a, now that's separate from corn ethanol. Is that is that right?
5: Cellulosic ethanol is separate, right? Okay. Now um, what
2: what is the difference there, just for uh, for a dumb guy like me? Like, oh, how would you break that down? <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't come from food crop sources. Okay. So there's a benefit there that um, what level of effect ethanol may have on food prices or food availability, it wouldn't be the case with cellulosic ethanol, which comes from Crops like switchgrass or mm-hmm. um, wood products, wood chips, um, wood and that waste also
2: products. that also uh, sort of takes care of the concern of, of uh, energy use used to produce it rather than what you get out of it. Is that is that right?
5: To an extent, yeah. Current production of even corn ethanol mm-hmm. does have a positive energy balance, um, and there's information on the Clean Cities national website, which I can let folks know. Listening is sure. um, www E-E-R-E dot energy dot G-O-V slash clean cities. And um, that's the U.S. Department of Energy website for the Clean Cities program. Mm-hmm. And that gives all sorts of data and resources on energy balance of ethanol under current production and potential under cellulosic.
2: Excellent. So uh, and that's, of course, under the the umbrella of the biofuels uh, alternative fuel. Um, yes. And is there, is there, are there others as well in addition to biofuels that there you're, are. you're pushing?
5: Yeah, pushing um, is probably
2: the wrong word. But
5: <laughs> yeah, well we just work to make the information available sure. and kind of let that fit in with any company or town um, municipality, any group that has fleet of vehicles. Mm-hmm. So um, If biofuels is the best way for them, that's great. Also, we let them know about electric vehicles. Lansing Port of Water and Light recently purchased a all-electric vehicle, a plug-in electric vehicle to help oh, wow. with their activities. So they're seeing how that works for them may expand their use of electric vehicles in the future. Hybrid electrics, which run on a gasoline engine and an electric component, mm-hmm. um, those are another option. Hydrogen, as that comes online in the future. There are a couple, too, that I think are a little bit lesser known, which is compressed natural gas mm-hmm. and um Propane, LPG, oh. so liquefied propane gas. And both of those just take different fueling systems, but burn very clean since they're natural gas. And also, a lot of the natural gas can be domestically produced. So it helps to reduce our dependence on foreign oil.
2: Absolutely. So now, uh, in addition to, of course, the, the warm, fuzzy feeling you get from not you know, putting out as many carbon emissions, uh, mm-hmm. what are the sort of advantages would would, um, would you, the, the folks in your group have or anyone who, you know, who owns a fleet that might be interested? What, what are the, some of the advantages that, that you might have for, for switching to an alternative fuel?
5: That's a good question, and there are lots. Um, for one, the cost of petroleum fuel right now is incredibly high, and that's unlikely to go yeah. down to levels that we had seen in the past few years. Um, they can see fuel savings,
2: mm-hmm.
5: and even if there's a upfront cost of switching over to a different fuel system or as they implement new vehicles bring on new vehicles into their fleets. If they take on some of these other technologies, they may have a higher cost in the beginning, but over the time, even over one year, they can see savings. So fuel savings is a great opportunity for them um, and maintenance costs. Oh. Um, with biodiesel, even some of the biofuels, they clean the engine, actually clean the fuel system, so it can be a, an improvement for engine functionality.
2: Sure. and who's seen a mechanic's hands, knows you know how dirty the the, the traditional form can be. So yeah. that's, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, and, and of course you also provide information uh, to people who own fleets uh, on on different types of, of of vehicles as well. It's not mm-hmm. just the fuel; it's the vehicle too. Right. Uh, what what kind of information do you do you, do you provide?
5: Well, we work to Put out any information we can get um, that we can, you know, that that's a good resource. Mm-hmm. So we work to not promote any given company or technology, but let folks know what's available. Um, we talked about electric vehicles, mm-hmm. CNG, LPG, the natural gas vehicles. Um, and we will be holding an event in the fall, actually, in conjunction with Detroit area, Clean Cities, and Ann Arbor's coalition, which is under the Clean Energy Coalition. Oh, okay. um, that's going to be the Michigan Clean Transportation Expo and Awards Gala. Oh. And that will have vendors from across the country, hopefully international vendors, too, with all different technologies that will have vehicles on site for folks to look at and check out. Um, as well as other technologies that they have
2: terrific yeah. so i mean you've, you know, obviously you know, like I mentioned the, uh, the the alternative fuels as well as the uh, different types of, of cars that can run on these different types of fuels. I mean what are other sort of things do you want to do you want to make people aware of who who have known these
5: fleets um, definitely idle reduction hmm. engine idle reduction is a big one that 's really easy for fleets and individuals to use if you 're sitting at a, a train stop, for instance, you can turn your engine off and you're not using gasoline at that point or diesel, depending yeah. on what your engine is. And it it's actually better for your engine to shut it off and turn it back on, because as you're sitting there not moving, your engine is not running at peak temperature, which is not good for your engine in the long run.
2: Yeah, I remember reading something saying that, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious, but uh, a car that's not going anywhere that's on is getting zero miles to the gallon. I mean, exactly, yeah.
5: yeah. And so it's bad for pu- pollution, it's bad for your pocket since you're spending co- that money on fuel so idle reduction is a is a really easy one Um, there are also um, technologies that can go on the exhaust systems of vehicles to reduce emissions Hmm. Um, diesel oxidation catalysts are one technology that have been successfully used in oakum school district and some of the other school districts in the area Hmm. so we definitely encourage that
2: now what exactly is that
5: that is, uh, and I'm not a, a mechanic, so I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly all the components that are a part of the diesel oxidation catalyst. But what it is, is a piece of equipment that fits onto the exhaust system of a diesel vehicle. And I believe similar to a catalytic converter, mm. it cleans the exhaust before it's emitted out of the tailpipe. Oh, okay. So it helps to reduce particulates that can aggravate asthma or cause different problems for people who have Respiratory hmm. conditions and the public at large are negatively affected sure. by diesel particulates.
2: Sort of a middleman for your exhaust, I guess. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> Very cool. So, well, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of a it's kind of a tall order, I suppose, for for helping uh, get all this information out there. I mean, how how's that been going so far?
5: It's been going pretty well. Um, we're having a lot more success in the in. Um, recent months with new members coming on and being interested and excited mm-hmm. the word of mouth that way really helps us out having the website is a big help too sure um but yeah it's it's a challenge to get that information out there and to help keep folks up to speed because there's it's such a big area sure it's sometimes it's hard for them to wade through all the information so mm-hmm. i've learned a lot and the benefit of the coalition is that people who are involved with the coalition can learn from each other.
2: Now, is there a, a particular type of group that you're you're more targeting? I mean, is this maybe school districts or anything like that? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't want to say main offenders, but I mean, folks, <laughs> that, folks that maybe, you know, could could benefit more from, from this information.
5: Yeah, well, our mission is focused on fleets, large fleet users. Mm-hmm. So school districts fall into that. School districts actually have been one of the groups that have been leaders across the state, and I believe nationally, in being willing to try some of these new technologies and new fuels. St. John's School District has been way out front in using biodiesel um, through the winter, which sometimes it's been known to have some cold weather problems. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've been able to be a real good test case for that to show that you can use it all year round. Mm-hmm. And if you really are, you know, keeping, keeping track of your vehicle's maintenance, um, it can be a really positive sure. fuel. So school districts are a good one. Um, governments, Delivery organizations, you know, something like FedEx, maybe a group that we reach out to in the future. Uh,
2: Does, now, is yeah. there? I mean, of course, we're we're in Michigan, you know, the motor capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any kind of advantages, disadvantages to to having that kind of a location? Because obviously, this is a national program. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are in the capital of the of the of the motor state. Uh, yeah, I mean, what what sort of challenges might that pose for you?
5: Um, challenges. I guess on one hand could be just that we are uh, we do have a culture of of driving a lot, mm-hmm. convenience, and um, the infrastructure is here. We've got extensive road infrastructure, but we've actually I think been really benefited benefited by having the auto companies here too. GM, Ford, Chrysler, mm-hmm. um, all have been really helpful in their research and development in producing vehicles that are getting better gas mileage than maybe a couple of years back. And GM in particular is involved with our coalition. They're really ramping up their flex fuel vehicles mm-hmm. that can run on a combination of ethanol or alcohol fuels and gasoline, oh. um, which gives options. Sure. It doesn't sit doesn't require that you use one or the other fuel. You have the option to use one or the other. Mm. Um, And they, GM, have partnered recently with a company called Coscada, and they will be producing ethanol as they develop their production facility from waste products, um, old tires, municipal waste, to my understanding, Mm. and and lots of different sources. So, yeah, the auto companies being here in the motor state um, near the motor city (laughs) (laughs) has been actually a benefit.
2: Excellent. Yeah, Yeah. I always remember uh, in in Al Gore's movie, *An Inconvenient Truth*. Mm -hmm. He was he kept referencing that there's a lot of low hanging fruit out there for for these businesses. (laughs) I mean, I guess this is it that you know it it, it is in their advantage to to sort of explore these alternatives. Mm -hmm. It's it's their it's their livelihood for that. Absolutely. Yeah,
5: Yeah, and a lot of fleets are finding that to be the case that um, in taking on these cleaner technologies, cleaner fuels, cleaner vehicles. Even just the easy step of turning the engine off, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense for their bottom line, and it also helps to improve their relationship with the community.
2: Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. again, let's uh, plug that website. We've got uh, so much information available on there. Yeah. Uh, Want to go ahead and give that out? Sure. Real quick?
5: That's um, www.MichiganCleanCities.com. Dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm.
2: And, of course, uh, it's a national program uh, sponsored mm-hmm. by the uh, the deba- U.S. Department of Energy?
5: That's right. Yep. U.S. Department of Energy Clean Cities Initiative. And, and course, the website for yeah. that is www.eere.energy.gov slash clean cities. Right. That one's a little longer, but you could also just Google DOE clean cities sure
2: yeah I mean that that whole site has I've, i as a journalism student I've had to look at that a lot it's definitely a lot of good information there and of course on great. your website as well so uh, thank you so much for coming by Maggie it's yeah. a lot of great info and uh, best of luck to you getting the, getting the word out there
5: thanks I appreciate it
2: certainly well this uh, this has been impact exposure I want to thank you for listening tonight we're gonna cut things just a little bit short tonight uh, but I' uh, leave you a little bit of music in the meantime while the uh, uh, progressive hurt and Twang gets their thing all set i set and ready to go so uh, uh, this may be my last show I'm not entirely sure yet. We're still working out the kinks on who will replace me, but uh, in case it is, I want to thank you for listening since I've uh, started here. But uh, in case it's not, uh, hopefully I'll see you again next week. So thanks for saying thank you so much for listening, and I'll hopefully see you again next week.
1: Thanks for listening to this evening's exposure only on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of
2: being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, How's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks
4: the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few buzz driving is drunk driving a public service announcement brought to you by the u.s department of transportation the ad council and this station
1: for more variety than you'll hear on any other station listen to the impact prime time where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week
2: sunday nights check out sitter spin from 8 to 10 p.m where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the impact
5: only on impact prime you're listening
1: to